0: You're listening to Passion Pod number thirty-seven with Henry Hales from Surplus.
1: To sum up, in maybe like Twitter style, what is Surplus?
0: Surplus is a clothing brand which uses offcuts and surplus fabric uh, from tailors and shirtmakers and makes them into exceptional, well-made garments.
1: Well, how did you come up with the ideas? It's very clever, and I think at the moment, really like very current yeah. the idea of it of reusing stuff but sort of upgrading it I guess
0: well originally I wanted to start a box short company okay I thought um, I thought there's so many women's brands out there but not enough men's so I wanted to start a box short brand but what I found when I did research into it was that um there were huge barriers to entry because in order to get a really nice pair of box shorts um made and sell them for kind of 20 pounds with my own designs I had to get thousands of them made and I had to get the fabric dyed and uh, in order to get the fabric dyed you've got to print a lot of meterage and you've got to pay for these big screens to be um, to be engraved so that was all unviable but whilst I was doing the research I spoke to a few tailors and shirt makers and said look you know how do you make your boxer shorts and, and they said well we just use the material leftover from our shirts because you know it's great quality and we might not have anything to do with it so we use that so I, I thought it was a great idea to start using all this leftover material I contacted lots of places and I, I realised there was tons of it, which for other people wasn't significant, but for me, you know, had great values.
1: So, obviously, as well, we're at a less price, so cost yes. effective as well, in that sense, exactly. I guess. So,
0: so, it's cost effective, the material is better, because it's like bespoke shirting, it's really great quality, but also um, it's sustainable, it, it's kind of made in England, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of attributes to it. Um, but I, I fully maintain that if it were called like Henry Hales' boxes or whatever it had had become, then um, I would still be kind of selling, you know, the odd pair on Portobello, but wouldn't have managed to gather any momentum. But calling it Surplus just means that it's, it's enabled me to get all of the coverage and, um, you know, a bit of the, the kind of brand moving. And it was just a, it was a complete fluke. So,
1: I love that, actually. One thing I wanted to talk to you was about the name, because it is a brilliant name. Yeah.
0: Well, well originally, um, I wanted to call it, you know, something with the name Box Short in it, because it I really wanted to do Box Shorts. And then I spoke to somebody who said that, although it might start like that, it might evolve into something else, and Sure enough you know six months down the line I, I saw all of these tweeds and you know lovely wools and stuff and i thought well i can't make box shorts out of those <laughs> a little bit so, funny <laughs> yeah so so sure enough like waistcoats became the next thing and um yeah i'm very grateful to that person who gave me that advice but yeah.
1: so for your whole development i guess with some people they start out with quite a quite clear business plan yeah and with some people it is more yeah I hate the word organic, but it is something that's developing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: as you're but, going. Yeah, big time. My only kind of foundation is that I wanted to have a retail business because um, I thought it was something that you can understand. If you're trying to do kind of some form of equity or banking, all this stuff it's kind of too, too complicated. I just wanted to have something where you make a product and you sell it and so that was really my, my start.
1: What was? Have you always been interested in, you know, running your own company? I've
0: always loved businesses and, and um, known that at some point I will start my own thing. So yeah, yeah, you always wanted to
1: work for yourself. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Um, always wanted to kind of do my own thing and I think it's, you know, the, the most exciting thing, the most rewarding thing and I definitely work 10 times harder than I would do if I were working for someone else.
1: So. But all of that is totally true and I'm sure most people who run their own business would say exactly the same because that's what they're doing it. But there are really challenging times, aren't there, when you're running your own thing. What, in the sort of history of surplus, what would you say have been sort of, I don't know, your top three kind of biggest challenges or biggest sort of changing in directions or... Um, I don't know,
0: I, I'm not so sure about challenges. I can think of the, the, the three lowest points probably. Perfect, um, probably, I'll take yeah, those, your misery you know, times. Like when you have a day and, and for whatever reason, maybe you're outside and it's raining and nobody comes along in it, and maybe you'll spend a day and you won't sell anything. You're like, this is, this is shit. Um, there are lots of kind of, Teething issues on the way, as I'm sure you'll know. Things like websites and and at the end of the day, I'm not selling a service, which is my time. I'm making a product, and there's a lot, a lot of variables. You know, the fabrics coming from different places, things might get delayed. You know, quality control might not be what it should. So you have to kind of step that up. So there's lots of kind of issues, small things that that you have to deal with on the way. um And then lastly, I'd say my challenge is probably that it's a seasonal business. Really, as with all retail, you you kind of you have your peaks. Um, you know pre christmas and then and then wedding season for me when people are buying lots of waistcoats so at first you 're not you 're not fully prepared for that and then you know, you're having a, a steady steady order stream and then all of a sudden it goes nuts and you, you're kind of really under understaffed and you don't know what's going on, you're kind of staying up all night trying to package everything and, and I'm kind of walking around with like gaffer tape in my pocket and like, checking my phone. And, but you know.
1: that experience I guess is built the more the years that you're running the company you're noticing more of a trend and stuff. Again, yeah. that's something that you know, the more established you are the more those oh, things yeah, are easier yeah. to predict. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. And um, you try and kind of monitor everything and then the next year you really know what to do. I'm, I'm trying to, Figure out my uh, my merchandising plan at the moment to, to see what product's I'm going to be selling and when I need to order them in and how long they'll take and what fabric needs to be where. Um, and I know so that exciting. I'll do a, a kind of way better job than I did last year because I've got two years now to rely on. And uh, and I think that um, had I have maybe sought lots of investment and uh, rented a, a big shop and taken on a steep team of, team of five people or whatever, then all of the problems that I have had would have been you know tenfold because it's not just me that's kind of resolving it in my own time. It's actually kind of five people asking me, you know, we've got too many orders, we've not got enough orders, we've got, it's raining outside, we don't want to be here. All all of those problems I've managed to kind of take on board myself and plan for them, you know, next year, rather than have, you know, lots of people um, who I'm responsible for and lots of different problems kind of compounding. So Yeah.
1: uh, Was that a conscious thing in the sense that you wanted to start it online rather than start it in a shop?
0: Well, actually, initially I started at Markets, so I did um I, did I, did, I still do Portobello and I do a lot of the Christmas shows, and so that's how I definitely started. Unless it's a kind of tech-based business, if it's retail and it's online, I think you're really going to struggle because you need to get the customers first and tell them about your kind of brand and get their email and maybe let them buy into a bit and know a bit about it and then they will go back to you and kind of find you online but i mean how many brands have you stumbled, stumbled across online and kind of really bought into it doesn't doesn't really happen because you see so much stuff shoved in your face that we're quite kind of immune to it all um so my plan was definitely to kind of get out there and then kind of build build the online
1: side. I like that. It's a really, really great bit of advice, that, because I think in this kind of digital age, yeah. you know, it's so accessible to sit in your bedroom and to create something really great. Yeah. But actually, there is still always the argument for the human element of it. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, there are obviously huge businesses that have only ever been online, like ASOS and stuff. But certainly, for, for a kind of small startup.
1: I'm almost uh, such character, you know, Assos yeah. is a brand, great, yeah, big yeah, yeah, yeah. but yours is an incredibly characterful brand. I was watching your your video that you've got on your site. You know, the whole idea obviously is for that to so someone to watch it and get a feel of you. I, I mean
0: I can't take full responsibility for that, unfortunately. There's a couple of friends who they recorded it just down the road from here in, in their sitting room. Um, got the actor and a guy called Phil, really cool guy. Um, who we you know we didn't give them much but we gave them a waistcoat and and from so that you've got a great yeah. yeah
1: you've got a great package to them.
0: yeah amazing I think that that like you say is the most important thing for kind of getting across the sense of the brand and before um, I would be emailing journalists and, and and the likes these kind of huge lookbooks and press packs and they must get thousands and they don't really get back to them but now I just kind of send them a link to the video and being like you know check this out I think you'll find it funny. Um, I sent sent one to the the editor at my um, I sent lots of editors but like the editor at Tatler got back to me and said it's great, you know, I'll run the story. So she she put it in and all I said was, you know, okay, watch this. So, you know
1: Yeah, it just shows you when you've got the right thing. Exactly. It's yeah. and also from your point of view it's a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, it's like here's the yeah, link yeah. to my website. <laughs> so what sort of stuff like have you got coming up? What's going on at the moment for Surplus?
0: Well the most exciting thing at the moment is I just bought a van I uh, bought a
1: van that's so grown up
0: yes it's huge it's pretty big um, so I had this problem before that I was loading all the stuff into my car and I had a roof box and a trailer but it just wasn't very practical and I shared it with my sister So um, poor after, sister I know poor sister she never got to use it so after um, after Christmas last year and I kind of restocked and I thought right I'm going to go out and get a van so I bought myself a a Luton box van
1: how do you even know about Uh, where to find a van well
0: actually I bought it up in Burnley so I looked on Autotrader and I found a dealership up in Burnley so I went up there chatted with a guy he's a really cool guy Um, when I was in the back I said mate it kind of smells of of pee in the back here and he said oh you know it's it's nothing it's just because we have to leave the back open because often people climb into it and Anyway, it turns out that it used to be used to transport um, secreted waste from hospitals. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, you're
1: thinking so, there I am with my uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this van. So, so I
0: was absolutely delighted, but um, pretty soon came back down to earth and spent a, a couple of days cleaning it out, disinfecting it, making it look really smart. And um, now it's basically a portable storeroom. It saves so much time, and it's been a huge asset already. So hopefully, in the coming months, it will really revolutionise my my kind of stall displays. Visual display is very important, and you can only make something look so good with with a kind of coat hanger that you fit in your car, So hopefully now I'm going to have a really cool stand. I'm going to be able to take more stock. I'm going to, I've even got a bed in it. So, oh wow! Um, it's basically yeah. a new home. It's, it's basically a, it's a yeah it's a it's a caravan.
1: It is your pride um, and joy, I can tell. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. like yeah, I'll show you it. I can't him yeah, away. Yeah. Can't him yeah, wait yeah. So there's a lot of growth for you at the moment. Well, in,
0: in terms of the future, I think online is, is the most important thing. So the whole world is changing so much, and it has done in the past five years, and it will do in the next five years. So if you can just be adaptable and kind of keep following the trends and, and kind of keep your, your, your nose to the ground to the uh, i know what you mean
1: keep an ear out yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Then, then then you can evolve and lots of the um, lots of the bigger companies are really kind of behind i was listening to a really great guy talk the other day and he gives you know big luxury brands you know huge brands uh, advice on their kind of strategy and he was saying some of the people at the, at the very top were saying you know nobody will ever want to buy my jewelry online because uh, you know our clients are above that And so there are a lot of dinosaurs out there, and and it's a great opportunity for people to kind of shake it up. I would say, though, that at the moment, there are a few... I mean, all of the technology brands completely kind of revolutionising the way we react and interact. But retail is staying very similar at the moment. Um, It's thinking about
1: doing it slightly differently, I guess.
0: Yeah, exactly. So trying to make things a bit different. And I hope sometime in the future, my kind of dream for Surplus is to have one hub, a really cool space, which I could kit out with my clothes and, like, have table tennis tables, have, like, really fun stuff. And then people can come, they can try stuff on, they can get a feel for the brand, and then they, they kind of understand it, they know what it's all about, and then they can take that away and buy online. You know, it's it's about bricks and clicks, trying to trying to combine the two. But you don't need to have a shopping centre on every street. I mean, ten years ago, you know, when we were younger, we always wanted the big old clichés, and the kind of Calvin Klein t-shirts and um i think more so now people don't want they want to they want to be in into something they want to wear a brand but they don't want to be immediately identified more individual so, yeah more individual yeah so
1: that's exciting though especially as <laughs> well your brand's perfect yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah that's exactly it it's yeah. original
0: exactly so exciting so. yeah really so exciting. exciting really exciting
1: sweetie if you were um going back um yeah back a few years to when you were first sort of starting up, so around the boxer idea stage. Mm. what advice do you think you'd have given yourself then
0: um it sounds a bit cliche, but like a lot of the stuff I've learnt have been good lessons, so I think just to just keep at it which i which I have done reassuringly. but how um, do you
1: maintain that momentum uh because as well as much as you love it, it can be difficult sometimes.
0: I guess um, there are a lot of things, but um, fundamentally, uh, although a lot of people might not say this, you do put yourself under quite a lot of pressure, and um, that's kind of self-fulfilling. You, you just concentrate on, on what's going on the next week, and then just try and kind of keep growing. As long as you're growing, it shouldn't really be a problem. Okay, you want to make money, clearly. So after, you know, you, you make the conscious decision, if I'm not... If I'm not making money in the next six months, if I'm not doing this, then, then you've got to look at things realistically. But so long as you are making money, I'm young and, and I can keep on kind of keep on growing. And as long as I'm growing, you know, that's that's the main thing. It's just about, you know, loving what you're doing, putting as much effort into it as possible. And then at the end of the day, try not to kind of take it too seriously. You know, it's supposed to be fun and life's too short to kind of to lose sleep over. It. You've been listening to Passion Pod number 37 with Henry Hales from Surplus.